Good evening. I think we're ready to start. Um, I'm song leading, so it's probably not going to be the best. My dad gave me a pretty bad uh, voice, so you can blame him. Blame him and Steeler Leap, because Steeler Leap was supposed to be singing, but he's not. So I'm just going to start him off and kind of back up, and you all can help me too. So, First song is uh, Welcome, to Welcome to Rome, too. It's a uh, Lamb of God. Your only Thank you. Next one is uh, Cornerstone. It's kind of a, I don't know if anybody's heard it, but if you know it, then sing really loud because you probably know the words, but it's a different melody, I guess. <clears throat> My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' I dare 
The scripture reading for tonight is 1 Thessalonians 4.16. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and everything you've given us. Thank you for allowing us to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ to learn more about you and fellowship together. Dear Lord, please forgive us of all our sins and continue to bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, next song is Seeky First. Please stand for this song. forgot to say please be seated. That's all right. I'm very proud of our kids. Um, what an opportunity to, uh, they're all nervous. Um, we said a little prayer before uh, we, we had our devotional and everything and and uh, they're all nervous and but uh, what an opportunity it is for us to let our kids have the opportunity to get out of that comfort zone in order to serve the Lord, because that's one thing that we all need to do once in a while, is get out of that comfort zone, and um, as men of the congregation, get out, get out of the pew and come up here to serve God. So, um, but I'm very proud of our kids, always at Rome. I pray for them daily and nightly, and, um, and still do, even after they've moved on from Rome. But... Uh, <clears throat> Earlier, Steeler read the text in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. So, this evening, I want you to imagine. Imagine that you're sitting there and you hear a trumpet. A trumpet that is so loud that you can't even hear me speak. A trumpet that is so loud it shakes the very ground you stand. 
and you ask yourself, because as Christians we know what that means, and you ask yourself, am I going to heaven? I mean, you may sit there and you may go, well, what about all the sin in my life? What about all the anxiety in my life? What about the depression in my life? What about the relationships that I've broken and never fixed? I didn't have time to fix those. Do you know if you're going to heaven? And 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says that we should all should know that we have eternal life. And we should all know that confidently. But if you heard the trumpet sound this evening, would you be able to confidently say that I'm going to heaven? The reason why I bring this up it's because I came across a survey, and I love statistics. I love uh, seeing what people think, surveys um, I come across. And I found this survey online, and it asked two simple questions. The first question was, what is the key on getting to heaven? What is the key on getting to heaven? And the second question was, are you going to heaven? So they asked some people about the first question, question here. So let's go over to the first question. What is the key on getting to heaven? 65% said living a good life is the key on getting to heaven. 65%. 26.7% of people said having a connection to someone at top is the key on getting to heaven. 2.7% people said helping old ladies across the street will get you to heaven. Still, children, you know, please help old ladies across the street. So, but uh, 1.2% of people said making a deal with the devil will get you to heaven. And then 0.05% of people said Telling a really good lie will get you to heaven. Now, a little over 121,000 people answered that first question. Let's look at the second question. Are you going to heaven? 89.8% of people said yes, that they are going to heaven. And 10.2% of people said, no, they are not going to heaven. And a little over 143 people voted on that question. You know, the, the answers to that really did not surprise me. And it probably didn't surprise you that 65% of people really believe that living a good life will get you into heaven. Because we hear that all the time something we're all familiar with. But did you notice on how many people responded to the first question compared to the second question? The first question 
a little over 121,000 people answered. Then the second question, 143 people answered. 143,000 people answered. So that leaves over 21,000 people who opt out of answering the first question compared to the second question. People do not want to know how to get to heaven. They just want to to answer the easy question that I am going to heaven. They don't care how. They don't care why. They would much rather answer that easy question than answer on how do I get to heaven. I don't know about you, but I believe that Satan's goal is to take as many people to hell with him as possible. In order to do so, we don't have to convert, convert to Satanism. We don't have to deny God. only thing he does is distort the truth. Same thing he did with Adam and Eve. This, this changed something a little bit. In this survey here is case in point. In one fell swoop, Satan has 90% of people feeling pretty good about themselves. Feeling that 90% of people are going to heaven. While at the same time being separated from God and his love. This survey is not a wake-up call for us to share the good news about Jesus. I don't know what is. Because the devil has this country convinced that just doing good will get you into heaven. I want us to look at a couple of scriptures this evening and tell us a little differently. We'll turn your Bibles to John chapter 14, verse 6. And this is a verse that we're all familiar with. You probably have it highlighted in your Bible. I've probably used this uh, before in a sermon. Um, but John 14, 6. Says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. We're all familiar with that voice. That verse, aren't we? And the only way we can come through the Father is through baptism. To come in contact with the blood of Jesus in order for us to be saved. If you want to know if you're going to heaven, you must first do that. In Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that do not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, that no one should boast. So doing just good enough is not enough. It's not enough in order to be saved through Jesus. It is our responsibility to be the light of the world through him. To tell others about his salvation that we have through him. 
we must first realize that it's not just following the letter of the law, but its development is about the real relationship that we have with God, the Father in heaven. And the way you do that and have that is through word, through his word, and through prayer. It's more than checking off an attendance box here at church. It's more than just taking food to the sick. We've learned from the Pharisees that, yes, it's important to follow the law, but it's not good enough. God wants our hearts to belong to him. And to him only. And if our hearts truly belong to him, you see radical changes happen in your life. You become that person who claims to wear the name Christian. You go to church every Sunday and Wednesday, the doors open. Or are you that person who doesn't do this or doesn't do that? Who denounces all the big no-nos? Who sits back in the pew, sits comfortably, having life easy? You don't stand for anything by your words or by your actions. Who doesn't even tell anybody about Jesus? The only one who can save us. And sometimes in our life when we're that person, we just feel so ashamed. And we don't know how to get out of that rut. We don't know how to get out. We don't know where to start. And it's difficult. Or are you that person who's the hands and feet of Jesus? You're actually doing things in order to make a difference in your community, in your schools, at work. Are you proud of your beliefs? And your beliefs take action in everything that you do. Not just for good intent, because you have that relationship with the Father. Are you sharing your faith with others? Because that's what God wants you to do. Mark 6.15 says, Go out to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation." If you love him, you'll do exactly that. If you love him, you'll see radical changes happen in your life. Let me tell you a little personal story. I didn't grow up in the church. My dad didn't. My dad was divorced, um, probably when I was twelve years old, and uh, just never grew up in the church. I went to a church camp. When I was little, I think because my dad just wanted to get rid of me for a week. It's like 
some of some parents here, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, um, and that was my only, my only opportunity I had to hear the gospel. Until one day, I met Mandy. And I don't know what Mandy saw in me. I still don't. But at, let me tell you, we met in high school. We're high school sweethearts. And I had a mullet. I was business in the front, party in the back. And back in that day, you had, an ear, you had an earring only in one ear, though. I had an earring in my left ear. And I wore a trench coat. I, I probably looked like a bum. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know what... Maybe Mandy saw someone that needed help, you know, kind of like a puppy in a shelter, you know, so just thinking maybe if I clean him up, he'll be cute. But Mandy started taking me to church. She, she invited me. She didn't tell me to go to church. She invited me to come to church with her. And I started going to church with her. I started going every Sunday morning, Sunday and Wednesday, and started getting involved in church activities. And we started studying together, her and uh, a friend named Rick. And we studied for a long time until that day I made that decision to get baptized. Radical changes happened in my life. I watched who I hung out with. I watched what music I listened to. I carried my Bible around, something I never did before. Pizza guy's here. Um, it made radical changes in my life that I wanted to be different. I wanted to serve God. Don't you remember when that happened to you? Don't you remember when you came out of that water the life that changed for you. You were so proud on who you were. That light shined. Your community could see it in the darkest night. But then as time goes away, what happens to our light? It starts to fade. I challenge you to find that light. Look deep inside of you. Dig into God's word. Go to God in prayer. Go back to him. All in. Have that light in your life again. Let it change you. Let others see that change in you. We are, every single one of us is called to be ambassadors to this hurt and broken world. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Therefore, 
We are ambassadors for Christ. And as though God were entering through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You and I are part of something so much bigger than this life. So much bigger. Sometimes we are going to have struggles. Sometimes we are going to have hardships. Sometimes we're going to go through depression. Sometimes we're going to fall and trip. But those hardships are all worthwhile. So why don't we share our hope that we have in Christ to our family, to our friends, to our co-workers, to our loved ones? And how about the people that aren't here this evening? That were here this morning, but decided not to show up. What are we so afraid of to share that hope in them? Are you, are you going to heaven? you heard that trumpet call we should be confident to know that we are God says we should be confident maybe this evening you're not confident you've had stumbling blocks in your life that's hindered you to building that relationship with God we all have stumbling blocks in our life None of us are perfect. We're all going to struggle every single day, but a church family is here to help each other through those moments in our life, to pray for each other, to encourage each other. Let us do that for you. Don't do it alone. You know, I read a, something on Facebook the other day. said it takes... Eight pallbearers to pick you up when you pass away. But just imagine if you had eight people to pick you up when you're alive. Let us do that for you. Let us pick you up. Or maybe this evening you're not a Christian. The only way you can get to heaven is through baptism. by accepting him into your life, seeing that light shine in your life, having your life change. You know, you have those burdens in your life that are holding you back, but when you come out of that water, it's gone. Those burdens are gone in your life, and you can continue on doing God's work to glorify him. So why don't you make that decision this evening as we stand and sing.
Good evening, church family. Uh, great lesson, Dad. I appreciate you. <laughs> also, uh, I want everyone to tell this guy right here, good job. He was really nervous, and he's doing it. He's doing a good job. Also, give him a, a great big hug, too. <laughs> He'd love that. Okay, so, oh, and... Uh, Thank you for the people from Hurricane showing up here today and make them feel welcome this evening. Okay, so I've never done this before. <laughs> okay, so uh, November 20th, we're going to be having a special contribution, so if you donate to that, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, CYC registration ends November 27th, and it is $70. Uh, Rod Dumphy's mother, Virginia Maynard, Maynard, remains in Hospice House in Huntington. Her condition continues to decline, and the family has asked that you remember them in your prayers. And we're also needing some people for Bible class teachers and for Wednesday and Sunday, and we need people for Bible Hour as well, and if you want to help out with that, see Jeremy or Connie. Uh, keep in your prayers Gary Leap, Terry Leap, Terry Egner, Jen and Jennifer Baker. Uh, also, uh, teens, we're going to meet in 
the middle auditorium. If you don't know where that is, uh, you can follow somebody or just ask, or you can follow me, honestly. <laughs> okay, uh, there is a game night uh, this Friday at 6 p.m. And please bring money for pizza. Wait, where's, where's this game night at? Middle Auditorium. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No Monopoly money. Okay, uh, holiday nuts have arrived. Uh, please see Connie or Sandy if you want to order some. And did I miss anything? Yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to ask first. <laughs> so uh, if you haven't taken the Lord's Supper yet today, do we have someone who's doing that? Okay, so if you haven't done that, uh, you can go out this door right here or throughout the back, and there's like a conference room in there. Uh, and that's it. We'll have a closing song and a closing prayer. Thank you. Next song is uh, In Christ Alone. <clears throat> In Christ
Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, for all that you have blessed us with. Thank you for letting us come together as a youth group to put on this service, and thank you for Dave and his lesson, and let us apply it to our lives, Lord, and thank you for the elders and the deacons and for all the things they do for this church, and be with those who are in need and sick and just watch over them, and thank you for your son and his death on the cross. Christ, I pray. Amen.